0: And I'm thankful for each and every one of you in this room, all the moms here, and even the ones that aren't here today that may have had other plans. Or I know, um, well, Aunt Julia may be with her mom today. Yeah, she's with her mom, and and um, just all the all the ones that you know I've had the privilege to know my entire life, to grow up watching. You know, just that. You know, like the Bible talks about. Uh, You know, especially when when Paul's talking to Timothy and he's encouraging Timothy and he draws Timothy back to the faith of his grandmother and his mother and the things that they instilled in him. And, you know, that has eternal value and eternal weight. And, you know, it's just amazing how it just keeps through the years. And and I've had the privilege and opportunity to grow up under powerful women of God. And this morning, I want to take just a second To honor a very special one, I have the privilege of uh, not only having her as my pastor, but also as my mother. And you know, I've—I guess all my life, yeah, all my life. Yeah, that's—that's the. Well, she's been my mother all my life. No, but my entire life, you know, I have. You have been. Y'all have pastored, and so I've got to see behind the scenes and things that most people don't see and don't know and will never know. And You know, every time I, um, I have, normally I don't present her the card because I do not want to get emotional, because when I start thinking about how thankful I am for her, the tears will flow, but they're not going to flow this morning, in Jesus' name, i got a job to do, so I'm not going to cry. But, um, you know, when I read the love scriptures about, especially about how love is so selfless, God's love is so selfless, and I cannot think of any person other than Jesus, you know, that I know personally, has been on this earth that I know of. I know we are, you know, all of you moms, but I'm talking about in a personal way. Just, be, just knowing all that you've done over the last 20, well, my life, but 28 years of ministry too, and the spiritual mother you've been to other people, and, and just the things nobody will ever know, and you didn't want them to know. You know, you, you are the type of woman that is the behind-the-scenes worker and lover and encourager and supporter, so that everything that we do see runs efficiently and smoothly, like it does. And you know, it doesn't get seen a lot, but you are so appreciated. Amen. And I want to thank you so much. We love you immeasurably. You. I'm not going to cry. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No. no, don't don't. You don't start crying because then I'll definitely cry. <laughs> Amen. Well, yes. So this morning. Uh, Pastor asked me to do the service and I'm honored to do that. And as I was getting ready, you know, i would just been praying <clears throat> over this past week especially about, you know, the direction to go in and it's Mother's Day and, um, you know, because I wanted to know what Holy Spirit wanted to do and the word that He wanted to give this morning. And so um, what what we're going to talk about today and minister on is not just for moms, although it may come out more like that because I am a mom. <laughs> so I may relate it more like that. But this is for all of us, men, women, alike. Amen. Because we're all called of God. And, you know, the Scripture says that um, in Jesus there's not Jew and Gentile and the differences, no male or female, but we're all one in Christ. Amen. Amen. And so... Um, for just a minute, we're, uh, we're going to touch on Proverbs 31 for just a minute, but we're not staying here. Uh, we're going to look at different aspects of things, and uh, I believe the Holy Ghost will tie it all together because He knows what He's doing, amen. Um, but in Proverbs 31, we're talking about the Proverbs 31 woman for just a minute, and most of us know the story behind um, this Proverbs, you know, when you read this kind of woman and the things it lists and talks about, things that she does, things that it's praised her for... Well, we know who it's, who it's referring to and, uh Bathsheba, and she was not a perfect woman by any means, right? Uh, but things changed in her life, and um, I actually went and read the story, I hadn't read it in years, about when her and David repented before the Lord, and, and the work that God did in her life, like, wow, you know. And so um, I just want to cut in, though, that when I was reading this story, the, the part that the Holy Spirit really just blew up for me uh, in verse 25, it says, strength and dignity are her clothing, and her position is strong and secure. She rejoices over the future, knowing that she and her family are ready for it. And the NLT says, she laughs without fear of the future. And I don't know, it just something, when I read that verse, I thought, I just, it came. You know, I knew, I knew what my mission was at that point. <laughs> she laughs without fear of the future. So I got to thinking, well, why is she laughing? <laughs> you know, I mean... This is a woman that you read the you read the Proverbs 31 woman. She has a lot to do. She's a busy woman. You know she's responsible for a lot of things. She's not only uh, ministering to her children, but she ministers to her husband, doing all these things. So most of the time, when we equate someone who has a lot of responsibility and is busy and things like that, we are not thinking about them in a the sense of laughing, right? We think they're busy, they're serious, they got to get things done. They're you know. So I'm thinking, well. When I read that verse, it was like Holy Spirit said, well, why is she laughing? So, but why? Why? Well, what, really, how can she laugh with, without fear of the future? And so I thought, well, is it because she's out of touch with reality? Is it because she doesn't have a Facebook account and she doesn't know the latest happenings? Right? Well, of course not, because it says that she is wise. She's observant. She is watchful over her house. I mean, if anybody had eyes in the back of her head, it is this woman. It is, it's describing. She knows what's going on, right? So why is she so unafraid of the future? Well, part of this is because she knows who she is, rather whose she is. She's a righteous woman of God. She knows God intimately. And it's so interesting to go in and read the commentator's notes on Proverbs 31 because it's a picture of the new covenant and the right standing that we have with God. The woman described here is both a picture of a virtuous wife and a mother and an incredible allegory of the end time victorious church full of virtue and grace. So yes, it's it's a sense of um, a woman who is full of the grace of God, the power of God. But it's for all of us, really. We can all laugh without fear of the future for men, women alike. Amen. Amen. So when it talks about her in this sense and... Like I said, we'll allude back to that a little bit. But she knows who she is, and she trusts God, right? God is her source, like pastor was just talking about. He is her source for everything, which means she knows who she is. And so um, for a minute, I wanted to talk about identity, her identity. And our identity is in Christ. If we're born again, and you're a believer, and I know everyone here is, and those watching, good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms watching if you're watching and you're not here, we sure do miss you. <laughs> Pray you have a blessed day. But Romans eight fourteen says, For many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then that means that we're heirs. We're heirs of God, and we're joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together with him. And so it, we cut down here to verse 19. It says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. So in other words, the whole creation is longing. Everything is longing for God's design, and God's design is for sons and daughters to take their place in him to rule and reign. And so I got to thinking about that, you know, in reading in in the Proverbs 31 woman and watching the ebbs and flows in her life. And, you know, a lot of times I know, as I can say from my own experience as a mom, and I think most everyone in here that's, you know, um, could agree whether it's in mothering or fathering, sometimes you feel like you can lose your identity in parenting. It just becomes, you know, with with moms, because you do the same thing every day, you know, especially whether you're working or you're at home with the kids, Because every day, you have to feed the child again. (laughs) They want to eat again. You have to brush the hair again. The diaper gets full again. (laughs) It's amazing. But it happens all the time. And and if we're not careful, whether it's raising children or the job that we work or situations or whatever, we can lose our identity in that. And we can take on the identity of, yes, we are a mom. But before we're mom, I'm a daughter of God. Before I'm a father, I'm a son of God, right? Before it is, whatever you do, your identity is who you are in Christ. You're a son and your daughter. And there's a difference when you function and you live life, because, you know, life isn't... We don't have separate lives. We don't have a church life and then a Monday life and a Tuesday life. And then when we go over to this person's house, we're a little bit different over there. And then we come over here. No, we are a son and a daughter of God no matter where we go. Amen? And so... You know, when, when I was reading that, this is, this is what Holy Ghost gave me. And I pray that it helps somebody. I know it helped me. Amen. But just that when we function from who we are, it changes. It not only changes us, but it changes the people around us. You know, when you think about it, as moms, we are daughters of God. That's our first and foremost calling is a daughter of God. And then we're raising sons and daughters of God. We're showing them what living life day-to-day looks like. And not only that, but grandparents, grandmothers, grandfathers. You know, we're instilling in them that rich heritage that has eternal weight. I mean, this is a huge, huge responsibility, but we're never called to do it in our own strength. Amen? Amen? And so, our identity is not in what we do. Our doing is supposed to come from our identity. Amen? We're we're not our own source. You know, when it's really easy, especially, I can say, in mothering and in parenting in general, you know, when a child is so little, you are their source. Because, you know, if Ella comes to me and says, well, or Carter, if they come to me and say, I'm hungry, and I'm not going to say, well, go buy some food. (laughs) They're going to say, I don't have any money. We'll, we'll, get it. well, I don't know. Have faith in God. I don't know what to tell you, right? Um, they're not at the point where I can point them. You know what I'm saying? But they're watching us. And so when you have people that are looking to you as, as their source, it's, you can take the care of something and think, I am the source. I have to be the source. I have to be all these things for all these people. We can think of that in parenting but we can think of that no matter what our influence or our sphere is at. Whether it's at work, whether you're over people, whether you're a business owner. Of course, you know, you've got the responsibility and, you, you know, I'm responsible for these people. Well, in a sense. But if you're not careful, that will become your identity. That I am the one that has to do this. I am the one. But that's not right. Because we are sons and daughters of God. He is our source. And so, you know, especially with kids, they're watching you. and. You know, something that I've learned and I'm grateful for is I have watched, I've had the, the privilege and the honor to see growing up what that looks like of parents who know that God is their source and because I can see that God is their source, you know, I get, you get that glimpse of who God is and God's love and God's character and God's nature. We're supposed to get that from our parents. I understand their situations and, and you know, we live in a fallen world, so sometimes you don't have that in parents. But you still have it in God. But if you can have that example and say, you know, I know I can trust God no matter what comes because I saw him provide for my mom. I saw him provide for my dad. I saw him provide for my grandmother and my grandfather and my aunt and my uncle. And I have stories of generations and generations of where God has always come through. You know, like Granny, (laughs) dad's mom, you know, she said he's told the story before where she talked about praying over needs and things like that and she said there's never a time that i can tell you where god did not come through where he didn't answer the prayer where the need was not met and even i think of that to this day sometimes you know that heritage that she had and i think where would we be where would i be if not for granny and then and then i'm learning more about her parents her mom her great grandmother you know, in, in the ways that they trusted God and knew God. I mean, really knew God. They didn't just go to church and shout on Sunday and then live like the rest of the world on other six days of the week. They knew God. They had a relationship with Him. And so, you know, when, when our kids can see that and our grandkids and, and people around us can see that, there's a, there's a trust developed there in, in their hearts, just from a little age, that says... I can trust God. He is love. No matter what's coming or going, he's going to take care of me. You know, when they're little bitty is, is you know, I see that they're my parent's source. They're my grandparent's source. He's my source. And they children learn the most by watching. You know, I know me, me as a kid, I I didn't really learn anything by just reading. I mean, I could learn a little bit. But if you could give me an example or you could show me or I could watch you do it, yeah. then I could learn it. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, you read any kind of statistics on that if you have if you're teaching kids especially but even adults and you have a hands-on example the the percentage of retaining that knowledge and actually understanding is way beyond and so so you know we're supposed to be a living example of this amen so we're a living example of a son and daughter so i wrote some examples down but like i said we can use these in any area of our life no matter what we're called to do no matter what we're doing Um, I wrote down this, I'm just as much a daughter of God in union with him speaking to you right now as I am when I step off the stage and I go home and I go do dishes and I wash clothes and I sit in the floor and I play with Ella and I cook dinner and I do homework and I feed the dogs and I'm breaking up arguments. She's looking at me. He's looking at me. You know, (laughs) everybody look out their own window, you know, (laughs) but even in that moment, I'm just as much a daughter of God anointed with the Holy Ghost as I am if i 'm up here yeah. speaking or i 'm praying for somebody or we 're out you know with kingdom builders ministering to other people i 'm just as much doing god 's work right i 'm just as much th- doing kingdom business at home as a mom yeah. doing what i 'm supposed to do there's there 's not a this is a greater thing, and that's a greater thing. No, the ministry may look a little bit different because of what you're, you know, what you're called to in that moment and how you're functioning in that moment. But no matter what's going on, first, I'm a God's daughter, I'm God's son. And then when I know that, I can take the pressure off of me because I am not my own source. He is my source, right? And He's going to take care of me. I'm His child. You know, like Pastor has said before, there's not a scripture that says, My little adults it's my little children, my child. Now, we are called to grow up into him. And we, yes, of course, but we're always going to be his child. And so our identity is in him and our trust is in him. And so in Colossians 2, verses 9, um, I'm going to cut in right here where Paul's talking. He says, uh, for in him dwell." Dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Well, who's he talking about? Jesus. For in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Okay? Um, Colossians 2, 9, and 10. <clears throat> and verse 10 says, she may get it on the screen in a minute. It says, And you are in him. You are made full, and you have and you are having come to fullness of life in Christ. And the Amplified Version says, you too are filled with the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you reach full spiritual stature. And He is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. So Jesus, in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. But it says, but you're in Him. You're complete in Him and He's in you. In you dwelleth the Father, the Son, the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. I mean, isn't that amazing? I mean, you really think about that. No matter where you go, <laughs> you're taking the Godhead with you. No matter what you're doing. Whether you're at home, whether you're working a job, whether you're, you know, wherever you go, that's who you are. That's what you have. Like Pastor says, you're a mobile throne. You're taking them everywhere you go, right? So our identity, our identity is in Him alone. When I'm doing all these daily things, the Godhead dwells in me too. The Godhead dwells in me while I'm changing a diaper, while I'm up with a baby all night, when i got dishes piled up in the sink, right? When we've got 17 loads of laundry to do before in the morning. <laughs> right? We're no less functioning as a daughter or a son than we, were, we would be if we were doing something the world would call more important. God doesn't say it's more important. God doesn't say it's more important than, you know, the, the man who has a, you know a very successful business, that calling is more important than the woman who's at home with the kids or the man who picks up trash or whatever. That's how the world labels things and views things. That is not, there's not a scripture for that. That is not what God calls each and every one of us because we're a body. A body has all these different parts, you know. I mean, I I, I don't want to lose any parts of my body. I'm like, no, I need my hands just as much as I need my feet, right? I need, I need my ears just as much as I need my eyes. So we all have a part to play, and we're all called to different things. But we're called to function as a son and a daughter first, because that is our ministry to him first. So when I know that and I can function in that, I know that I'm not my own source. He is my source for every single thing that we do. right? And if we go one more chapter over to Colossians 3, Verse 17. i let you get there. Verse 17 says, Whatever you do, no matter what it is. I'm in the Amplified Grace. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon His person, giving praise to God the Father through Him. I, am, I, I love that verse. Whatever it is, no, whatever you do, no matter what it is, whether you're speaking, doing, whatever's going on, it says do everything in the name of Jesus. You're doing it unto Him, but you're not just doing it in your own strength. It says independence upon Him, His person, giving praise to God the Father through Him. And it goes on down here to say... Um, I'm going to cut, this is a different translation we don't have. It says, let your whole style of life, words, and deeds portray your relationship to Christ, and you be a living expression of gratitude to God. Isn't that amazing? That everything that God doesn't view, this is big, and this is little, and this is whatever. No, we're sons and daughters, and our functionings and our callings may be different, but they're all important nonetheless. And then if you go on down to verse 23, he says, Uh, Whatever may be your task, work at it heartily as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord and not from men that you will receive the inheritance, which is your real reward. The one whom you are actually serving is the Lord Christ, the Messiah. So whatever we're doing in whatever capacity our life, you know, looks like right now, when we're serving kids and we're, you know, doing this, yeah, we're we're taking care of kids and we're serving kids, uh, but we're really serving Jesus. We're doing it unto Him, you know, motherhood and and fatherhood too. I'm just saying motherhood because you know. It's mother's Day but we, we can apply this to all areas a lot of people you know we can think this is a thankless job right <laughs> mothers are always on call we're always doing this we're always doing that you know nobody appreciates me nobody we've all had that moment right where we have felt like no one appreciated us that we do all these small things and no one sees it but the word says right here that God sees it and you're doing it unto him and you're doing it for him and he gives us the strength and the ability to do it and not only that that he is our rewarder and he doesn't miss anything he sees everything, and He sees the heart with which we do it from. You know, when, you, when, when times are, there's a lot going on, and there's so much to be done, and you feel, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we feel like we're overwhelmed and, and such, a, such as things like that. But, you know, if we're, we stop and take a minute and say, no, I'm doing this unto the Lord. You know, I don't care if they don't ever know it, or they don't see it, or I feel like I'm not appreciated, or I feel like this, I'm doing this unto Him. I'm doing this unto God, and He sees me, and He knows how he, I'm so important to Him, and I'm so in, in, in loved by Him, right? Amen. And so when we can see that, it changes our whole attitude. We're happy to do something, right? We, we have the energy to do something. We want to do it because we're serving Him. There's, there's a greater purpose than just you know unloading that dishwasher and loading it back up and cooking that spaghetti for the billionth time and you know all the things that we do. No, it, there's a purpose there. That, that that's the ministry you are you are doing it unto him, and so our kids are watching us, how we live and how we respond to those little things, how we handle the little things and all the you know things that pile up and how we oh you know are we getting overwhelmed and we all do it we are we're all guilty of it, but to take a moment and say. You know what? I'm not going to be overwhelmed. Thank you, Lord. You are my helper today. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You should say it out loud where your children can hear it, though. I've, I, have made, I have made it a practice to do that. You know, Carter said something the other day. He's like, uh, He said, Mom, I'm sorry to add to your list of things to do, but if you don't mind doing it, and I forgot what it was. And I, I realized at that moment, the reason he said that is because I probably seemed overwhelmed. That's why he would have said that. And so I had made the conscious decision to say, oh, so I had, I had a decision to make right there. Instead of, yeah, okay, I'll add it to the list of things I have to do. I stopped and I said, oh, no, I'd be glad to do that for you. And yes, I do have a lot of things going on today. And I appreciate you recognizing that. But you know what? We're going to get everything we need to, you know, to do. We're going to get it done today. Holy Spirit's our helper. He's going to help us. And so I made the decision right then to say it out loud, to change the whole attitude and the atmosphere in the house and said, no, this is how it's going to be because I'm not doing it in my own strength. I don't have to. And he told me, don't do that. (laughs) He's like, don't try to do everything. He said, you you can depend upon him. You can rest your entire being on him, everything that you have to do because he's our strength, Amen?" amen? And so when we see that, that is a moment of teaching that sticks with them, whether it's our kids or even our grandkids or great-grandkids or our nieces or our nephews right this is uh this is how a son and a daughter of god functions in day-to-day life when things get hectic and things get stressful and then because remember we're raising sons and daughters of god because we are sons and daughters of god amen and jesus he's our example he is our example. And it says that he was anointed by the Spirit of God, functioning as a son of God. Right? Acts 10.38 tells us that, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good. Right? And he, and he is destroying all the works of the devil. And that's what we're called to do. We have the same Holy Spirit. He didn't give us a different version, like, you know... We don't have to keep getting upgrades like our, you know, like our phone does. You know, like, oh, if th- something feels off with me. I, I have a Holy Ghost up- upgrade i got to do, an update i got to do. No, we have the same Holy Spirit. He doesn't have a different anointing. We are anointed sons and daughters to do every bit of what He's called us to do. Right? Because Jesus is our example, and we are to grow up in Him, to grow up into Him, to look like Him. You know, um, everywhere Jesus went, the kingdom went. Right. Everywhere you go, the kingdom goes. Uh, Jesus was telling his disciples in Luke 10, he was uh, sending them out and giving them instructions and telling them, you know, these things and what to do. And he says to them, and when you go, you heal the sick and you tell them the kingdom has come unto you. Well, wherever we go, whatever we're doing, we are taking the kingdom with us. Whether we choose to let that manifest or not. That's up to us, but, but we carry, we are carriers of the glory, right? It's Christ in us, the hope of glory, not, you know, like what someone said on, uh, shared on Facebook, one of my friends, it's a quote by Elizabeth Elliot, it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory, not you in another set of circumstance. No, it's Christ in you, not you in a different set, you know, well, if my life looked different than this, or if I wasn't dealing with these things, no, it says Christ in you, the hope of glory, Amen. So we've got the kingdom package. Well, what is the kingdom of God? It's righteousness, peace, and joy, right? Righteousness, the state of being right and acceptable to God. The peace of God, heart peace, assuredness, soundness. Man, we, we all need that, right? Especially these days. And joy in the Holy Ghost. That's, uh, that's comforting that it's joy in Him. Not, not joy because life is going exactly like we want it to go. He said, joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, you know, if Jesus being our example, Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy more than anyone else on this earth. Hebrews 1.9 says, and I got to thinking about that. You know, sometimes when you see a portrait of Jesus or the older shows of Jesus, you know, he's walking around real stoic and emotionless and he's, that's not how the word describes him. He wasn't like that. He was a blast to be around. He was fun to be around. He spoke with authority and power. He brought destruction to the kingdom of darkness. He knew his purpose. He knew what kind of death and torture he would suffer for us. And yet, he was overflowing with joy more than any of his companions. I mean, sometimes our day gets derailed if our biscuit didn't, you know, come out to us right. You know, <laughs> you know, much less we're going to go through all these things. And at the end of this, you know, we're, we're going to be crucified and tortured. Well, it's not the end, it's the beginning, but you know what I mean. He was overflowing with joy more than any of his companions. And I can't think of anybody on this earth, there's not one more person on this earth, that had more responsibility, more you know, demonic things coming against him, more, if you want to call it stress. Jesus was faced with a lot of stress. But he showed us how we walk as a son and a daughter of God in our everyday life amid all these things. So if we can see him and how he dealt, you know, we we think of yes, you know, he spoke to this and he and he you know used his words and he you know dealt with this situation and that situation, yes. And with that, he was full of joy. Yes. C.S. Lewis said, "Joy is a serious business of heaven." Well, Jesus was here doing serious business, and he was full of joy. Yes. He was doing kingdom business, his Father's business, right? Well, that's what we're doing. Whether, you know, whether our calling is. Um, Maybe you're a missionary and you're going all over the world. You're doing kingdom business. Well, whether you you have a, whatever you're doing, it's kingdom business if you're doing it unto him. And this is what he's called you to do. But mom's at home and dad's at home raising kids in the day-to-day life. And, you know, it can get monotonous every day doing the same thing. But you're doing kingdom business. You know, motherhood and fatherhood and the union of a man and woman having kids was ordained by God. He called us to do that. And we're doing his business. And the wonderful thing is, is he never told us we had to do it in our own strength. Amen. Thank God. So we see Jesus being full of joy doing his father's business. We'll wrap it up here. In John fifteen 5, let's go there real quick. Well, we're actually going to go to John 15 and we're going to start in verse 11. So Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking about abiding in him. And we're going to go back and see that in a minute. But in verse 11 right here, he says, I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you. And that your joy and gladness may be of full measure and complete and overflowing. That's what he says we are to have. That his joy, he was more joyous, had more joy than anybody. And his delight, it may be in us. And our joy and our gladness may be of full measure. What does that look like? What does full measure of joy look like in our day-to-day life? I think everybody, we all have room to grow in that, where it's complete and it's overflowing. Well, before he talks about that, having that joy, that his joy in us, when we start uh, chapter 15, right before that he is talking about, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you're in me. I'm the vine and you're the branch. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. He says, for without me you can do nothing. Well, we know we're never without him. But that's what he's saying is if he's the vine and we're the branch, he is our source for everything. We are one with him. We're connected to him. We're his sons and his daughters, right? Right. So he goes on to talk about, and he, he says it to him a few different ways about the life union that we have with Jesus and how we are one spirit with him. And he says, whatever is flowing through me, he said, it's flowing through you if you're connected to me. He said, I've told you these things. So it means he's speaking to them so that you, would have, you may have my joy. So we have his word that produces that joy. And as we're connected to Him and we're taking time to spend time with Him, to, you know, to meditate and look at who we are in Him and what we have in Him. And, the, and it's us focusing on the truth. Because there's a lot of, you know, as we said in the beginning, the virtuous woman, she laughs without fear of the future. And I jokingly said, is it because she doesn't have a Facebook account and she don't know what's going on? How, you know, because if... You know, it's interesting if you you watch the news and you watch different things and all that, you know, there's a new shooting. There's a new, you know, uh, you know wreck that killed five people. There's, you know, and it's, a, it's a kid and all that. Well, when I know as a mom, when you see something like that happening to a child, what's the first thing you think of? It pulls on your heartstrings because you have children. It's the love that's in you that... You automatically, you, you think your children, your grandchildren. But you know what the news doesn't talk about? It doesn't talk about the millions of people that made it home perfectly safe. And the millions of kids that went to school that day, and they're perfectly safe. No shootings, no none of this. Well, we, we know that, but because our attention, it's, we're hearing things, right? We're taking it in. All these seeds of fear can get planted if we're not careful because of, you know, it's the world that we live in. But... It says that she laughs without fear of the future because she knows who she is and she knows who God is. And she knows she's in covenant with him. So when we, when we spend time connected to the vine, whatever's flowing through him, it flows through us. The joy that's in him is the joy that's in us. And it, and he like he said, he goes on to say, I told you these things that my joy and my delight will be in you. And we know, and I'm closing here in Nehemiah 8.10, it says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. He could have said all kind of different things, but he chose joy. He could have said, praying will be your strength. But he didn't say that. Should we pray? Of course. I'm not saying we shouldn't. But he said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. If we're low on strength, we're low on joy. We're told to count it all joy when we go through any sort of trial. You know, trials are not the time to give up our joy because it's our strength. We need His strength in that hard situation, right? We need His we need His strength no matter what we do, or we need His strength just to go to Walmart, right? We need His joy, and it, we have His joy. Now, it didn't say it didn't say uh, our better feelings are our strength. No. Joy is not a feeling. We have His joy. If you're saved and you're born again, He's in you. The kingdom's in you. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We already have that. But if we're looking to ourselves as our source, instead of Him as our source, we're not going to draw up on that joy. We're not going to draw up on that strength. Amen? So we're not going to do that. We're we're not going to trust in our own ability, in our own strengths. We're trusting in Him. We're a son and a daughter of God. And he's given us everything we need pertaining to this life. He's given us everything we need no matter what our job is, what our purpose is, whether it's in raising kids or running businesses or doing all of it. No matter what we're called to do, we have his grace, which is his ability, right? To do everything that we need to do to function just like Jesus did. You know, if you think about it in this term, if, if Jesus was in this house right now, just talking about at home or wherever you're at. It's easy to think of Jesus being here, right? Because we associate that with church and whatever. Yes. But if we're at home and say there's this and this going on and you're, you know, mom, you feel, oh, you know, I just, I just need a minute. I just need whatever. But just think, of, think a second. If Jesus was in the room right now, how would Jesus handle this situation? Well, you have everything in you to handle that situation just like Jesus would handle that situation. Yes. Amen. You have that same Holy Spirit, that same helper and comforter and strengthener, that same guide and standby. You know, it's, Jesus gave us the helper because he knew there would be times that we have to have help, right? He gave us the comforter because there's going to be some times that we need that comfort. And so joy is a choice. We, we can choose joy no matter what's going on in the middle of everything, no matter what. And when we choose joy, we choose strength, strength to be able to do and to function just like him and what he's called us to do amen well it is it got the time got here fast i will <laughs> i'll stop there so i appreciate you giving me the opportunity to minister happy mother's day to all of you moms and we have the gift for you out on the book table and we have service this wednesday yes it's the third wednesday amen